hey, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to The Camera Ads 10 Pounds. That's right. I'm your host, Peter Sirs. What's up, guys? It's been a... Oh, it's only been a week, but whatever. Um, and before we start, as always, I got to tell you guys, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Performa.com. That's right, Performa. They have all of your fitness accessory needs. Um, they obviously have shaker cups, some of the best shaker cups, the perfect shaker. Um, they have meal prep bags, meal prep containers. They have wrist straps, wrist wraps. They have the best workout towels out there. They have pill containers. They have all sorts of accessories to make you look cool and to help you along your fitness journey. So if you have a fitness lover in your life like me, do yourselves a favor. Go get some, some stuff or go get yourself some stuff at Performa.com. Enter promo code 10 pounds, the word 10, the word pounds, and you will save 15% off of your order. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Bucked Up Supplements. Bucked what? Up. That's right. I take supplements, you guys, because I am no spring chicken. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm 43 years old, but I work out like I'm fucking 23 years old. As a matter of fact, I might work out more now that I'm 43 than I did when I was 23. And a lot of it is because of the supplements that I take with Bucked Up. They have meal prep, uh, meal prep. They have protein powders. They have pre-workout, post-workout. They have all the vitamins that you need, arginine, amino acids, you know, all that stuff. Go to, uh, go to Performa. I suck at these ad reads. Go to buckedup.com. Enter the promo code 10 pounds. That's the number 10 for this one and the word pounds. And you will save 20% off of your order. Trust me, you guys. And for me, there's a few things that I take. I love their Buckfeed protein. That's one thing. Love their multivitamin. That's another thing. I love, uh, they have a caffeinated pre-workout and they have a non-caffeinated pre-workout, which I like to take. Um, for two reasons, um, usually I do the caffeine one, um, I'll alternate between the woke as fuck or the badass motherfucker that they have, um, yeah, that's the, that's the name of the pre-workout, they have different flavors, but that's the name, um, but anyway, uh, if you guys have questions, you guys can hit me up, but also, um, their normal, uh, pre-workout with no caffeine, I like to take because, number one, okay, a lot of guys, like, will talk about how, Oh, that you know, my pre-workout doesn't do anything for me anymore, so I have to take two scoops, and that's actually not good. You should not take that much caffeine in on a regular basis. Um, your body will start to get more and more immune to it, and you will not see the results, and then you'll have to keep taking more. That's not how. That's how drug problems start, you guys. Um, so what Bucked Up does. Any, anybody that's taking like a pre-workout or any supplement for that matter, there's a couple exceptions, but um, uh, those supplements need to be cycled. Otherwise, your body starts to get used to it, and then it doesn't have the same effect. So after about 12 weeks, you're supposed to cycle off the caffeine for a week or two. So what Bucked Up does is they have a pre-workout that has all of the things in the pre-workout, but it does not contain the caffeine. So if you're cycling off, it's a good alternative to use that, and then you don't have the stimulant, and then you know, in a week or two, when you go back onto the caffeine, you will see how your body's like, oh, it will respond again. So you don't have to just keep overdoing the caffeine intake. Um, and also for the second reason I like to take it, um, some of the pre-workouts, you know, the regular pre-workout, um, is normally about 200 milligrams. And then the ones that I take, the woke as fuck or the badass motherfucker, um, those are up to 300 milligrams of caffeine, which is a lot. And so in some cases when I have to work out like in the afternoon, um, you'll see like a lot of pre-workouts will tell you, you know, not to take 
after a certain time because then you won't be able to fall asleep. So for me, I'm one of those people. If I take my pre-workout too late, um, then I have, I have a hard enough time sleeping anyway. And then that just magnifies it and it's just not a good cycle. So for me, like in, on days when I have to work out later at, you know, in the evening or later afternoon, and I don't want to be up all night, I'll take the non-caffeinated pre-workout and that will help, um, you know, still get my pump on, but without forcing me to be awake all night. So there you go. Go to buckedup.com, enter promo code 10 pounds, number 10, the word pounds. You will save 20% off your order. And as always, if you guys have any questions about that stuff, feel free to reach out to me. I'm always, you know, either a text or a DM away from answering any questions because I like to. It's what I love to do. It's why I do this podcast. One, I mean, I do this podcast to just talk about what's going on and all that good stuff, but also to hope that I inspire somebody, you know, to get off their ass and start exercising or start eating better or to get off their ass and start eating better or to keep cushion, you know? So that's what that is. Uh, I wanted to kind of come in today. I didn't really have time this week to get into it, but I wanted to talk about uh, the fact that I was in Atlanta last week. What? I went to Atlanta for the first time ever, you guys. And I will be honest, you know, I've, I've had, you know, this is, and this is just between me and you guys. You know, I'm going to get as real. I mean, I've been very real on this podcast for pretty much the whole time. You know, I sometimes I get too real as far as like what I share with you guys. But, you know, I, that's like the name of the game nowadays is just, you know, being genuine and being real. And I want to keep it real because I want you guys to see, you know, the ups and the downs and, you know, get a good idea of what I've been through in my life. And, you know, it's, it's all part of the journey, you know. Um, and you guys that listen are, you know, privy and kind of like a part of a special club. You guys know exactly what's going on. And I still haven't even shared all of it because I kind of want to write a book. But the part the, the, the part that's bugging me about it is the chapter is not finished. So the book's not finished. So until I feel like the book's finished, I, I kind of there's a couple things that I want to hold close to me for now. Um, but anyway, um, I went to Atlanta, like I said, for the first time. And that's what I was getting into. It's like I've ha- I've had a you know, I've had a rough life and not like, you know, I'm not trying to sing my, you know, oh, you know, poor me. I've been through so much. I mean, yeah, I've been through some shit, dude. Like it is what it is. It fucking sucks at times, you know, like, but if you guys know anything about me, you guys know that I've always managed to bounce back. Um, you know, the last three years, you know, I think have been tough for a lot of us. You know, like, you know, we went through a pandemic. The world shut down. People died. And fucking, you know, the world is still not completely recovered from that. And it's probably going to be a long time until it is, you know. And, you know, I had a rough life before that. And then, you know, COVID kind of fucked things up for me and a lot of other people. I'm not alone in that. Um, So, yeah, like, I've had a tough life. Um, But at the same time, you know, I I, I think... uh, I've had a pretty fucking cool life too, man. Like I've, I've, I've done some really cool stuff, some stuff that I, you know, I don't want to say that I, I, I never could have dreamed of doing cause I did dream of doing it. And I, and I did feel like I was, a, I was going to be able to accomplish certain things. And, and I have, you know, um, but sometimes like I just, you know, I experience things and I'm just like, man, like this is fucking awesome, you know? And so I, I just kind of give you guys a little, you know, I, I kind of posted about it on social, but I feel like 
doesn't always do it justice, you know, and then not, not everyone gets to see, and uh, I don't know. So, you know, I'm going to Atlanta, you know, for the first time, and I've never been, and I'm, I'm excited because, one, for me, you know, growing up in, you know, the IE and, you know, kind of like, you know, in a working class, lower middle class, I don't know what you would have considered us, like, we didn't have a lot of money, we weren't on welfare, like, my parents both worked and whatever, but, like, we, you know, it was a struggle at times, you know, um, I think that's life, like, life is a struggle at times, you know, um, I know that my mom and dad, you know, would sometimes have to borrow money from, you know, my grandparents and stuff, and, like, I think that's just, that's just how it is, you know, so, anyway, um, we didn't get to go to a lot of places is what I was trying to get to. Uh, you know, we went on what we thought were vacations. And, you know, I mean, you know, as, as, as fucked up of a childhood as I had, you know, with all the shit that I had going on, you know, we still like, you know, we went like to Disneyland and, you know, maybe we went to Vegas or Lake Tahoe, which is not really like anything, you know, to write home about. But, you know, for us, it was like, yeah, we loved, you know, getting to go to Disneyland in the summertime or getting to go to Knott's Berry Farm or, you know, like those things were, those things were cool, you know, and staying in a hotel for a night, you know, and, you know, looking back, it's like, you know, I, I, I never, uh, you know, while my relationship with my dad was, you know, interesting, I guess, or, you know, unfortunate, I don't, I don't know, man, like, you know, my dad kind of, you know, as, as like a, I've talked about it before on here, but, you know, he made some really bad decisions in his life. And I kind of took that as an example of what not to do and what to do. And was one of the reasons why, you know, I continued to push so hard towards my dreams and not give up is because my dad kind of, you know, gave up on his to an extent, you know, like, I mean, he made some decisions and then, you know, he got into the motorcycle accident that shaped his life forever and his life was never the same after that. But all of those things were, you know, directly related to decisions he made, you know, to not go away to college and just, you know, and I always felt that like, you know, one of the reasons that my dad got caught up in all the shit that he got caught up with was because he, he lived his life with regret, you know. And that's something that I learned, you know, maybe as a young adult, you know, um, when I kind of real, you know, because as a kid, when you're when your dad's yelling at you and hitting you and hitting your mom and, you know, stuff like that, like you just kind of you look at him and you resent him. But as an adult, you kind of learn that his actions and behaviors were a projection of, you know, some of his you know, shortcomings and whatnot. So it's, uh, you know, I've always just said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have any regrets when I die, whenever that is, hopefully in a long fucking time, I'm not going to have any regrets. You know, I'm going to fucking be on that deathbed or whatever. Hopefully it's not a deathbed. Hopefully I just die. Um, like I said, not anytime soon, but you know, I can, I can look at, look at my life and be like, fuck yeah, dude. Like I went for it. And even if I don't achieve it, which would suck because I've come so far to not, but it's just like, I just never wanted to live with regret, you know? And so, you know, one of the things I love about stand-up comedy, and I've talked about it before, but it's just, you know, I love going to new places. I know I love going to places that I've never been before, 
places that I grew up, you know, wanting to see. And some of these places are kind of disappointing when you get there. You know, it's like, you know, you, you know, as, as a kid, you know, we live in a place where everybody wants to come to. You know, we live in L.A. So for us, all these other places are, you know, cool and mysterious and not mysterious, but you know what I mean? It's like, oh, and then you go and you're like, eh, you know. Um, but some of my favorite cities are, are cities that I've, you know, just kind of always wanted to come to, you know, and, you know, I was looking forward to coming to Atlanta. And like I said, I've, I've, I've had a fucked up life, but I've also had a really cool life and going to Atlanta, um, you know, f- the first day that I was there was honestly one of the coolest days in my life for a couple reasons, you know, um, and, and I'll kind of go over that, but, you know, so I fly in. Um, you know, I get there like at what, like one o'clock in the morning or something. So it's going to be a rough night. Um, I, uh, there's a hotel shuttle. So I kind of had like the layout. Uh, I was going to, I couldn't rent a car when I got there because the cars were all, the the rental car places were going to be closed. So I would have to wait till the next day. So my idea was, okay, I'm just going to get a hotel close to the airport, take a shuttle, you know, take, take, when I, when I travel, dude, this is something so when i when i travel um a couple things that i look for in hotels that i'm staying at number one as you guys know i'm going to stay at a hotel with a gym even though there might be gyms nearby you know for me sometimes it's just the convenience of having a hotel with a gym it's just way easier and then you know very rarely do i have to like fight anybody for any of the stuff in said gym you know um and, you know, I'm kind of at the place now where I also kind of want breakfast at a hotel, you know, <laughs> just because that's one less thing I have to worry about also. Um, and then on top of that, you know, depending on where I'm staying and what the deal is, if I'm going to rent a car or not or whatever, like I try to get a hotel that also has a free airport shuttle because, you know, Uber, Ubers to and from the airport are kind of expensive. So anyway... I got in super late, so I knew I wasn't going to be able to rent a car, so I got a hotel with a hotel shuttle to the airport, right? So I get there, you know, the flight gets delayed, because all the flights are getting delayed that weekend and whatnot, and so I, I end up landing after the fucking hotel shuttle is supposed to come. I'm like, well, fucking A, there you go, right? Um, so what I decided to do was just take an Uber, bam, take an Uber, check into my hotel, okay, fine rough start to the weekend but whatever right i wake up i set my alarm for 8 30 i want to say because hotel breakfast was over at nine you know so i want to make sure i didn't get all the shit leftovers you know have hotel breakfast and then my plan was to go rent my car and then i was going to go to the gym first thing that's dedication right yeah that's what i'm fucking talking about you guys when you're on vacation and this for me was more of a vacation even though i did get to do stand-up and stuff um this is a little bit bit of a vacation for me but i'm always going to work out when i'm on the road for work or vacation it's just it's just not even a thing like it's not even a question there's not even a debate my workout schedule does not change you know i i got i was it's, it was going to be friday so i had to make sure i was doing friday's workout and so i um i've become uh i've really gotten i don't know if i told you guys this but i've really gotten back in to watching wrestling you guys <laughs> I, i've gotten back into it and i'm like all fucking in right now dude like i'm all in and uh i kind of got back in like a little bit before covid but covid really got me back in because um you know when everything was shut down 
and there was no sports or anything, wrestling kept going. And, you know, they were still doing, you know, they, they did WrestleMania in the pandemic and I was watching it and, you know, there was nobody in the audience, obviously, but these guys were fucking still doing their promos and talking shit and doing all their things as if there were audiences there. And I fucking appreciated the fuck out of that dude, because as a stand up comic, like we need audiences like, you know, doing a show for two people fucking sucks. You know, and so the fact that they went out there and they were going all out with nobody in the audience, like I had a lot of respect for those guys. And on top of that, not only are they performing, you know, to an empty arena, but they're also fucking putting their bodies out there on the line. Like a lot of wrestling is just feeding off of the crowd's energy. You know, if you're a bad guy, you know, listening to them boo, you know, you're doing your job. If you're a good guy, you know, hearing the roar of the crowd, like, and you know, Hulk Hogan was, you know, all of them, you know. And so the fact that they were still going for it, you know, they're, they were all in on the storylines, but also still putting their bodies in the line. Like it gave me a really, uh, a really deep appreciation for wrestlers again. And I kind of got back into it and now I'm all in. <laughs> so that being said, uh, my, my favorite wrestler, Cody Rhodes, um, son of the legendary Dusty Rhodes. Uh, he's a big wrestler right now. And he has a gym in Atlanta or outside of Atlanta, but you know me, like if I go somewhere, I obviously I want to find a hotel with a gym, but I do like working out at other gyms. And so I'm like, oh, I want to go check out his gym. Like, I love going to gyms in different cities. Like, you guys, this is no secret. Like, it's one of my, you know, pe- some people collect shot glasses. I like going to gyms when I'm on the road, right? And so I went to his gym and, you know, it's a cool gym. You know, the, the staff there, shout out to Carolyn, uh, was super nice, uh, very helpful, you know, like, I mean, so nice. Like, I, I can't. I, I felt I felt the southern hospitality instantly, you know, and it's beautiful facility. You know, they got wrestling rings in the back, which is really cool. They have a wrestling school there as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm working out and then who walks in but fucking Cody Rhodes. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I had a feeling that at that time of day, like, I could run into him. But I just I I when he was there I was like holy shit he's really here you know and if you guys know anything about me also you know that you know I see famous people at the gym all the time I don't like bothering them so I didn't want to bother him because he's getting his he's you know his workout on he's going to be you know he's headlining Wrestlemania in a few weeks here in LA and it's the biggest match of his life and you know yes wrestling's fake and whatever but like you still got to put on a performance it's still a big deal to be the one chosen to be in the main event of the biggest wrestling event, you know, that there is in existence. It's like, it's a Super Bowl, basically, you know? And so, uh, I, you know, I see him and like I said, didn't bother him, you know, dude's fucking huge. He's fucking jack as fuck. And I'm like, man, he looks even, you know, it's one thing about professional athletes, you know, is like you see them on TV and it doesn't quite do it justice sometimes. And you see them in person, you're like, holy shit, dude. And like, so he is a big fucking dude and he is in amazing shape like i have i have a lot of respect for cody you know maybe i'll be lucky enough to get him on the podcast hashtag career goals uh one day but um just his story and but what he's kind of kind of gone through you know to get to where he is now it's, it's pretty inspiring you know like he had to he had to grind it out and work you know even though his dad was a famous wrestler like he still had to pay his dues and he went and, and, and wrestled in these indie fucking wrestling you know promotions that or there's you know 200 people in the audience and 
fucking I have a lot of respect for him but you know seeing how he's transformed his body over the last few years uh, especially over the like the last year or so especially like it's it's it's, it's awesome to see like you know I love I love shit like that and so as I was leaving you know I bought I bought a I bought a t-shirt for my brother I bought a hoodie for myself um, they didn't have my brother's size in hoodies sorry Adam otherwise you would have got a hoodie too um, and uh, when I bought the stuff the girl was like oh are you a Cody fan and I was like, I mean, yeah, of course. You're like, oh, did you see him here? I was like, oh, yeah, I saw him. You know, I didn't. Did, did, did you talk to him? I was like, no, I didn't talk to him. I'm not going to interrupt him. You know, like, I don't I don't like bothering people when they work out because I don't like being bothered when I work out. She's like, oh, I'll, I'll go get him. I'll go get him. And, and, and the thing is, guys, you know, like, was I hoping to meet him? Fucking of course, you know. But I just wasn't. I don't like bothering people, dude. Like, famous people are just normal people just like us, too. And sometimes you know their their personal time is their personal you know what i mean but so she went and got him and then he came out and i was like holy shit dude he's like how's it going man and i got to i got to shake his hand and meet him and we actually you know he took the time to talk to me for a few minutes and you know it talked about how i was a stand-up and i was from la and you know we we're just kind of talking about you know how the journey of a wrestler is similar to the journey of a comedian like you know you know the the shit gigs that we do and all that stuff like yeah like once you're famous people see that but they don't see what you had to do to fucking get there the sacrifices you made the relationships that you lost cough cough um the not not the standard room relationship but i mean maybe you know i don't know but just like the stuff that we have to sacrifice to pursue that thing and the things that we have to go through it's very similar to what wrestlers go through you know you see them in the wwe and now obviously aew is really big um but you don't see that fucking you know the climb to the top you know you only see the end result and so we talked and it was just so cool and i i mean i'm i'm a fan forever now <laughs> you know just because he did take the time to to you know I, I don't know if he was still working out like they went in the back and got him but he didn't have to and I, I i can't say enough about how nice he was and gracious and humble you know and i've heard him in interviews and stuff and it's like you know obviously when people are being interviewed you kind of get a little bit more of an insight into what they're like but at the same time you know it's an interview like you don't know how genuine they could be because they know that they're being interviewed you know but so i got to meet him no cameras no nothing and he was a super cool dude so cody rhodes one we would love to get you on the podcast at some day um but thank you for being a real dude and thank you carolyn uh and qt who was also very helpful at the gym um if if well i'm sure i'll be back in atlanta at some point um that will be the gym that i work out at dude because i loved it and everyone was nice and i will gladly pay uh, the day fee and talk about it on social media and everything if you're ever in atlanta go check out nightmare fitness and uh, if you're interested in being a wrestler you know learn from one of the best wrestlers in the business they have a wrestling school that they do three times a year i think um over there nightmare academy is what it's called um oh i also saw billy gunn there when i was working out he's also a wrestler uh kind of uh i mean he's still in the game he's in AEW, but he was a big wwe superstar uh, part of DX back when I was like really into like you know the attitude era when I was when wrestling was like at it's like kind of like it's peak it's got you know wrestling's gone in, in peaks and valleys you know over my lifetime I feel like the 80s Hulk Hogan kind of brought it up you know and then kind of it fizzled out and then they brought back you know they, they, they brought in the DX's and the Stone Coles and the Rock and that was kind of like another 
kind of high time in wrestling and then it kind of fizzled out which is kind of when i stopped watching it but right now they're kind of in another renaissance and it's a good time the storylines are fucking great um you know wrestlemania is in four weeks as i record this and it's right here in our backyard in la at sofi um fucking going a night too to support cody uh, but just to be there like i as a kid you know watching uh Watching Hulk Hogan and fucking body slam Andre the Giant and just remembering how exciting that was. Like, it's taking me back, you know, to a simpler time and just the fact that now as an adult I can fucking go and be there in person. Like, I'm really excited. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, that was the first part of my Friday. Like I said, so fucking cool. And then uh, just up the road, about a half hour away is the town of Covington, uh, Georgia, which is a, another suburb of Atlanta, but it's also where they filmed my favorite television show of all time, The Vampire Diaries. And uh, one of uh, my... Uh, actually, you guys, she was in the podcast uh, last summer, I guess, um, Catherine Blanford. And uh, she was on the podcast, and she was from Atlanta, and we were talking about her, and if you guys remember, but... You know, she was telling me that her friends uh, do the Vampire Diaries tour, which I didn't even know existed. And she introduced me to her, Amber. Ch- shout out to Amber Chandler. And uh, they signed me up for the fucking Vampire Diaries tour. So I got to go on the tram and go to all the sites where they filmed the show. And the, the, I will say this, dude, I've been on like, you know, ghost tours and, you know, like you know, different types of tours like that. And. This was one of the best tours because these people fucking knew everything, even things that I didn't know and that most of us didn't know, little tidbits of stuff that happened behind the scenes on the show and stuff. And it was just so cool, you know, to kind of, you know, re uh, relive some of my favorite moments of my favorite television show and take pictures of the houses and see this little town and it was so fun and everybody was there. I, I, I will say this. Uh, there was about, I want to say, maybe 40 people on the tour. And of all 40 people, I was the only straight dude there by himself that wasn't being dragged there by their wife or their girlfriend. <laughs> I think there was a dad on the tour tour with his daughters. <laughs> when I checked in, the girl was like, oh, we don't get very many uh we don't get very many guys here on the tour by themselves. And I was like, okay, well, I'm here, dude. Let's fucking go. I was excited. It was so cool. And then I went, they have a restaurant there uh, in the town. So they, it's, a, it's a real town. They, you know, they used real houses and real, you know, uh, stock footage of, or even not stock footage, but like they filmed in this town. So like everywhere you go in this town is something that they used on the show, you know, from the cemetery to the town square to like I said to all the houses and stuff and it was just like it was just so fucking cool for me to see all these things um, and then I went to the restaurant the Mystic Grill um, and I was just shooting the shit with you know the bartender and some of the people there and I will say like you know I remember Johnny Depp talking about this a long time ago in an interview but you know he, he says that he likes to just go to random places and you know sit at the bar and just talk to people and that was kind of what I was doing and it was really fascinating like you know I mean you know social media and whatnot like can be so toxic at times with people arguing and you know talking about politics and this and that and you know I'm in a place that's you know probably pretty conservative and I'm just talking to people and we're just 
you know, just having conversations, you know, it's like we're all human and we're all kind of in this world together. And it's like, you know, the politics of it all, like, you know, people get so fucking up in arms about, you know, their party being the right party and this. And it's like, fucking dude, politics is fucking all bullshit, dude. It's all a bunch of rich people that really don't give a fuck about anything but fucking lining their own pockets Hence why they allow companies to give them money and push their agendas. And it's just like, at the end of the day, like, if we just sit down and talk to each other, like, it's actually pretty cool. And, and I, had the, I had the best time, dude. I met, like, like, like 10 people that had gone on the tour and or that were in town because they're fans of the show. And it was just really cool to kind of be part of this little, you know, piece of history, you know how the show affected our lives or whatever. Like I love vampire diaries, dude. And I've met so many people that were on that show and the originals, the spinoff of that show. Like it's just fucking cool. So, you know, so that was just like, to me, like for, to, to go to the gym and to meet Cody and then to fucking go relive my favorite show and meet cool people. Like it was just a cool fucking day, dude. Like I, I couldn't tell you enough about how cool that day was. Um, and then my, my next plan after that was to go to Six Flags because the hotel that I was staying at was by the Six Flags. And then lo and behold, I find out that Six Flags in Atlanta is only seasonal. So they're not even open on the weekends. So, so whatever. Um, and then, you know, uh, Saturday in Atlanta, um, I, I met up with, uh, you know, I went and pick up my race packet and stuff because I was running the marathon. That was the main reason I was going uh, met up with my buddy Nick Valencia, who has been on the podcast as well. Uh, shout out to him. Um, you know, he's he's on CNN, fucking breaking stories and shit. Uh, you know, we had lunch and got to catch up and just fucking just super cool. Like that, you know, I can go to different cities and like have people that like I have relationships with like in different. It really helps. Like, you know, the road can be really lonely at times. I've talked about it. But when you know people there and you kind of hang out and it just kind of makes it a lot more pleasant. And then I met up with uh, old buddy Aaron, who was also in uh, Atlanta, had had like kind of like dinner with her and her friends, which was cool. You know, got to see some of the stuff in Atlanta and, uh, you know, just a fun day. And then I had to get ready for my race, which fucking sucked, dude. OK, <laughs> Can I just tell you this. Uh, my first indication that the Atlanta Marathon was going to suck should have been at the check-in, you know, when they're, like, the LA Expo had so much shit, you know, to go through and kind of pick up along the way. And let me tell you, the Atlanta Marathon was not nearly as big as far as, like, stuff at the Expo. So that should have been my first indication that Atlanta is not the same as at LA when it comes to a marathon. But, uh, I, you know... I fucked up. I'm just going to, I'm going to fast forward to the end of the story and then we're going to rewind. Um, I fucking sucked in the marathon. You guys, (laughs) I sucked really bad. Um, I just, I, 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 I will say this first half fucking amazing. I was flying. I was fucking, I, I was, I was on it, dude. I was fucking kicking ass and taking names. And then at some point, so my first, this is my first mistake. Number one, um, a lot of people, you know, they have like these little like fanny packs that they run with or like these little like fucking camelback things like the backpacks and, you know, they, whatever. Like, I don't like doing any of that shit. I don't like weighing myself down any more than I'm already weighed down because every little ounce that you add to your body weight 
makes it just a little bit harder to run you know so when i train i don't train with that so i don't run with that and you know because i've mostly just run the la marathon i've it's 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 only been over the last year that i've ran marathons in other places um i never realized that not all marathons kind of have the same stuff along the way like at the aid station does the la marathon you know la marathon you got everything man you got you got water gatorade fucking uh liquid iv you've got goo you've got apples oranges bananas fucking like everything that you need to help get you to that finish line uh they have this i don't even know what it's called but i see people use it it's like this spray that you spray on your fucking muscles when they're cramping and it helps kind of push through the pain i don't know what the fuck it is but like they have all that in la like so you can finish well atlanta didn't have fucking any of that shit okay fucking none of it (laughs) all they had at their aid station was water and fucking watered ass down powerade okay powerade that i'm like hey are you guys fucking rationing this shit dude i need some fucking electrolytes not a watered down bird i'm running 26.2 miles dude i need the real shit and it's my fault for assuming that they would have it on the course but it did fucking fuck me up because i started at about mile 16 17 i think is when it was i started getting some really 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 bad cramps um and i i at one point i felt like my calf had 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 either ripped or was about to rip and it was extremely painful and i had to stop and stretch but when you're running a marathon and you're cramping the worst thing you can do is stop and stretch because then it's going to tighten up everything else and the circulation is going to stop and it's just not great but i was like i said i felt like my muscles about to pull um it was so fucking painful and also atlanta has way more hills than any other marathon that i've ever done in my life i was not expecting that at all uh there was no advil at the starting line or along the race course and i i meant to buy some i i did buy some and i just forgot to take them with me to the race Cause I always like before I run a marathon, I always fucking pop three Advil because it helps, <laughs> and I didn't. So I was just fucking in so much pain, just in my muscles, though, you guys. That's the thing. Like, you know, in when I was in my twenties, my knees were the big thing. My knees would fuck up so bad, and it was so painful. And I've 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 gotten to the point where my joints now are not the issue. It's my fucking like my muscles are what cramps. And so once I started cramping in my calf and I kind of like would walk a little bit and then I started cramping in my hamstring and I'm like fuck dude like I felt like that was gonna pull and for for a minute there like psychologically I was just like I didn't even know if I was gonna be able to finish the race and that was really fucking getting to me is it was it was was fucking me up real like emotionally because I trained you know it wasn't like I kind of half-assed like I trained I've been training you know for the last basically three years for marathons you know once i kind of made the decision in 2020 that i was going to run a marathon when i came back home you know i've been in marathon mode since then so for the last three years and this one you know because i've ran three over the last you know year you know i kind of know what that i can't half-ass the training if i want to perform well so i didn't and my body started to break down is like my calf and then my hamstring and then my quad started to fucking cramp up. And then I realized like, oh, like I'm just, I'm just cramping. Like I'm dehydrated. I'm fucked. There's nothing I can do. You know, I had like the goose with me. 
that I brought. I did bring those, um, but it just with a lack of stuff on the course, it just wasn't enough to really get me through uh, how I wanted to get through. And I ended up finishing. I, I ended up pretty much walking like the last like two and a half. Like or the like. I ended up walking miles twenty three, twenty four, and twenty five. <laughs> And then uh, kind of tried to run, walk that last 1.2. And I was just, it, it was a struggle, man. I got, like I said, I got really emotional. I felt like, you know, I felt like my body had let me down. And I felt like I had let myself down. Like I started to doubt myself. And just all this stuff of like, you know, of the last year and all the shit that I've been through. And just like how, you know, I kind of like needed this to kind of, you know justify everything and then i i fucking knew like at about it was about mile like 18 19 i kind of realized i had fallen off my pace and that i wasn't going to be able to get the time that i wanted you know and once i realized that because i was trying to get 420 like i really wanted to beat my best time which is i think 422 i want to say so 420 was the number i had in mind for myself and that's what i was aiming for and when i kind of went like when I realized that I wasn't going to get 420, it kind of allowed me to just be like, all right, dude, like it's going to suck. But, you know, you got, you know, seven miles left, whatever it was, eight miles left. Just fucking, you know, just just ride it out, dude. Just finish. Like most people would fucking quit. Most people wouldn't even attempt this. So it's like I've already won. You know, it's just like for me, for someone that like expects so much out of himself to just fucking have my body breakdown it was just it was really disappointing i I cried dude i cried a lot (laughs) if you go to my instagram if you haven't seen it or i guess if you're not on instagram go to my my facebook um and see the pictures that i posted from the from the from the marathon and there's a picture of me that i took because i just wanted people to see like it's me crying you know and like i said part of it is just me just being frustrated you know I, i i i not that i'm anywhere near an olympic an an olympic athlete but like you know some of the people that like you know you see them like that shit happens to them in the olympics where you know their muscle fucking pulls or whatever and like it's just like they've been training for four years for this thing and then they fucking their body fails them like i i got that feeling you know it's like fuck dude i come i've come this far and my body fucking fails me and it's just like and it's, it's another one of those lessons dude like sometimes you can fucking do your best and it's still not good enough and that's a fucking reality that our, you know, participation trophy culture just does not seem to grasp is like, yeah, dude, sometimes you're just not good enough. You know, sometimes you're not hot enough to be the Victoria's Secret model. Sometimes you're not good enough to get that fucking, you know, that HBO deal or that part on that television show or that job that you wanted. Like, you know, everyone wants to you know, run to social media and, and, and blame, you know, oh, like I didn't get it because I was, I was black or I didn't get it because I was Mexican or I didn't get it because I was too fat or it's just like, hey man, sometimes you're just not good enough or sometimes your best is not good enough. I mean, you know, I've talked about it. I would have loved to have been a professional major league baseball player. Like that was my dream. You know, yes, I wanted to be famous too, like as a performer, but I also played baseball like and I wasn't good enough. And, and I came to that realization, you know, that that was an easy one for me. You know, I saw like how big some of these guys were. And, you know, it just I was like, yeah, dude, I'm not good enough. That's 
you know, but we don't teach people that, you know, everyone gets participation trophies. Everyone, you know, wants to say that they're beautiful. I'm beautiful. Girl, you're beautiful. And it's like, no, dude, not everyone's fucking beautiful, dude. Okay. Not everyone is beautiful. Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Yeah, that's true. But not everyone's fucking beautiful. Not everyone's the best. Like, and that's just what it is, dude. And like that, that was for me, like, I'm like, yeah, dude, like I'm doing my best right now. It's not going to be good enough to beat my best time. But you know what? How many people wouldn't even fucking attempt this fucking marathon? Uh, a lot. How many people would fucking feel these cramps? You know, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I saw laid out on the side of the course, you know, fucking. And, and, and maybe they were going through worse things than me. It's possible. You know, people die running marathons. Literally, the first guy that ever ran a marathon, you know, died. Spoiler alert, <laughs> Philippides in Greece fucking died, dude, when he ran the marathon to tell uh, the army that they had won the battle in the city of Marathon. Yeah, dude, Marathon comes from Greece. <laughs> and the fucking first dude that did it died. So it's like, I get it, but there was no way that I wasn't finishing that fucking race. You know, no matter how slow I was going to cross that finish line. There was no way that I was going to fucking fly all the way the fuck to Atlanta, you know, pay the marathon fee, which is also ridiculous. I think it's I think marathon fees are ridiculous. And I'll say this. I'm going to talk shit. Uh, I think it's ridiculous that the Atlanta marathon for what we pay to run that fucking race has that shitty of a of a fucking of an aid station set up and also the course. I was not a fan of the course. Uh, it felt like they just kind of like, okay, well, let's, let's do it here. Let's run through here. Like, there was no rhyme or reason. At one point, we literally ran across a fucking park. Yeah, running through grass in a park and then onto a track where we did like a lap on an actual fucking track. Like, what the fuck, dude? That's no, okay? That was like, I, I was, at least like uh, the one that I ran in, in, in Vegas a couple months ago. At least, like, on the website, it said, like, hey, we're doing two laps through this fucking thing. And they and they kind of did a fucked up thing, too, where they made us go down that switchback that was basically a, a, a straight up and down incline that was, is fucked up to put on a marathon, you know. But, you know, even still, Atlanta's was just like, there was turn after turn after turn after turn. It's like, Jesus Christ, hill and hill and hill. And it's like, yeah, fuck that. But that being said... Because I, sh- I did so shitty, I finished with a time of 4.50, very disappointed, a half hour, like I said. Once I realized that I wasn't going to beat my time, you know, my muscles are cramping, I just kind of, like I said, I walked mile 23, 24, and 25, and then I attempted to run, like, I think my splits, like, mile, mile 23, 24, and 25 were, like, 16 minutes and some change, and then mile 26... Uh, was like a, I got like a 13 because I did run for some of it at least, but my body was just fucked, dude. It, like I said, it was really disappointing. I know that I should. <coughs> I know that I should be proud uh, for just for just finishing and attempting something that most people wouldn't even attempt. But you know, the competitor in me was just really disappointed that I couldn't do as well as I wanted to. So you know, it is what it is, but. You know, I did my best. I finished. I have another medal. It's another marathon. And so what I'm going to try to do, um, L.A. is March 19th. 
I very much would like to run it. Um, that's where I got my best time. So it would be really cool for me if I could run it um, and uh, and beat my time. But I don't know. I haven't run since the marathon. I give my body, uh, my legs at least, uh, a, li- a few days to like rest and fully recover. But um, literally as I record this today, I'm going to go out there. Um, actually, I'll probably... Yeah, I'm going to go out there and see if I can run. Uh, so I'm going to try to run like 14 miles. And if I can do it and walk out of it pain-free, then you'll see me back on that fucking marathon course in two weeks, dude. And if you're in L.A., um, fucking come out, dude. I, I, I could use a support system. It was really cool, um, you know, to see my buddy Nick, who did the he did the half marathon. Um, shout out to Nick. Um, fucking, you know, he's one of the founders of the Latino media all-star runners, which uh, initially there were supposed to be like six or seven of us that were going to run Atlanta. And then everyone kind of, I didn't realize I was the only one doing it, but it ended up just being me and Nick. So, you know, it is what it is, man. But, uh, you know, hopefully some of them or some of you guys are want to come out and support us in LA. Uh, I, I, I don't know anyone else that's going to run LA, but Hopefully, like I said, I'm going to try. I'll, I'll probably do a, 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 the last few minutes of this episode uh, after I run today and see if I can uh, if I can do it. And if I can do it, you'll fucking see me out there. So um, that'll be that. Actually, we'll see. I'll post about it. I don't, I don't want to do another part of this episode. So anyway, that's my goal. You know, it's just... You know, like I, I talked about the last time I ran a marathon a couple months ago, but it's just like now it's just like I just love the challenge of fucking completing this and pushing myself. Um, I love that when I'm in marathon training, I can fucking have epic cheat meals and have it not affect me at all. In fact, I kind of need it to give my body the fuel that it needs. Um, I love the fucking, I just love the thrill of crossing that finish line. Even, even when I was disappointed, you know, you know, now I can look back, you know, a week later and be like, yeah, dude, I fucking still ran a fucking marathon, collect those medals and, you know, give people something to, uh, aspire to, you know, like if I can do it, you guys can do it. You know, there's no greater feeling like, I mean, you know, you don't have to start off with a marathon, start off with a 5k, do a 10k, you know, and then build that and do a 15k and then do a half marathon and just keep building on it, you know, but you know, if you don't, if you don't, try to see what your body's capable of like you're just going to kind of put it to waste you know like one of the things i've been seeing recently and and i'm not trying to be an asshole but just like just people just fucking letting themselves go and not taking care of their bodies and you know aside from just the like like man like you look like shit dude you know like or like you know uh, it's fucked up but like there's some really hot girls or girls that used to be hot that just kind of let themselves go. And I'm not talking about girls that have had babies and I'm talking just like whatever, man. And it's just like, guys, like take care. We only get one body, dude. It's not like we can trade it in in a few years like we can cars. Like, why wouldn't you take care of this fucking thing? And you don't have to run marathons, but man, like challenge yourselves, you know, exercise. It's, you know, what I talk about all the time. It's just fucking getting out there and pushing your body. There's so many parallels. Do not think that there aren't parallels with how I'm able to push myself, you know, with, you know, working out and running marathons and shit like that. 
to the shit that I have to endure in, you know, my comedy career, in my fucking personal life, you know, like I said, I still have stuff that I haven't fucking shared with you guys that I'm going to at some point soon, I promise, um, just like my, knowing that I can push through stuff like that makes the stuff that I have to push through in life just a little bit easier to tolerate and I, and I know a lot of people can't do that you know a lot of people can't handle stress and pressure and you know they get anxiety and you know d- suffering from depression and all that stuff I get all that stuff dude but like I know that I could push past it because I fucking push myself so that's really you know if you could take away anything from all the different fucking shit that I've talked about today it's just challenge yourself continue to push yourself especially physically because there are parallels into being able to do that in real life career personal all that stuff so um with that being said thank you guys so much for listening um if you're listening to this uh, i'm going to be in the high desert twice this week what uh thursday i got my monthly show at the hd lounge or at the at the at hd laughs at dream lounge in apple valley that's thursday March 9th, and then uh, Friday, March 10th, I'm doing another show in the high desert, headlining this one, uh, the Buckhorn Saloon, um, I'll be doing more time there because I'm headlining, so if you guys want to come see me in the high desert Thursday or Friday, come check it out, that's where I'll be, I'll post about it on my social media too, and in the meantime, fucking eat right, exercise, and keep pushing yourself, and be your best version of yourselves, guys, this has been the camera, adds 10 pounds, I'll see you guys next week, bye.